You're listening to Sacks in the Basement, a production of the Broadcast Basement Limited, where every show is 30 minutes of good and comes from a basement bar on the south side of Chicago. Pull up a stool, pour a cold one, and join us right now for Sacks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SacksInTheBasement.com. And welcome down to Socks in the Basement. My name is Chris Lanuti. Belly on up to my nine-foot homemade oak bar and pour yourself a cold one. That's something we always say at Socks in the Basement when we give you 30 minutes each and every week for fans, by fans. Me and my buddy Dave grew up across the street from each other. We've been going for two years strong as of this month, technically. I think we did our first trial episode at the end of May, and then we really got going in, like, June, I think, two years ago. But anyway, here's the deal. Life has taken an odd turn, and because of that, instead of being in New Orleans for my birthday weekend this weekend, I'm going to San Francisco and doing a simulated baseball game between the White Sox and the Giants, and I want you to come along with me. The Chicago White Sox are 22-15, and 15, sitting in second place, and they're going to go up against the San Francisco team this weekend in San Fran with only 10 wins in their first 37 games. For the White Sox, it's been an interesting road. They went on an incredible run about midway through the month of April, taking three out of four from Texas and then sweeping the Royals at home. Since then, two and four on the road and now a four and two homestand. So they're 500 over their last 12. And now they go on the road against San Fran and then San Diego. The better of those two teams is San Diego starting on Monday. When they return home, they get another team with a winning record in the Toronto Blue Jays. And then the Rockies, who took both games against them in Colorado, come to town. And then it's four games in Minnesota against the first-place Twins. So series like this one coming up are essential if you're going to go out and continue to perform. Go get the Giants. Remember, this broadcast and every simulated game is brought to you proudly by Cork and Carey at the park. They're our proud sponsors. Located at 33rd and Princeton, they're a Southside tradition. And right now, you can get their amazing menu from top to bottom very easily using Grubhub or going direct to CorkandCarryAtThePark.com. Without further ado, we head out to San Fran, a ballpark I always wanted to see in person. Socks, Giants, next. Welcome to Oracle Park, next to the bay here in San Francisco, California. We're using MLB The Show 20, and we are doing the White Sox versus the San Francisco Giants, the first of three on a Friday evening. White Sox got into town after a very long and arduous three-game series against the Tampa Bay Rays, and they get Drew Smiley on the mound against them. Seven starts so far, one and three record, 4.87 ERA over 40 and two-thirds innings. 44 hits, 18 walks. That's a whip of 1.52. He also has 30 strikeouts on the season so far. And Larry Garcia is going to be playing short today and leading off, hitting 279. He'll be hitting from the right side of the plate. He has three home runs, has been hitting very well over the last couple of days. Tim Anderson played his butt off, including the entirety of a 14-inning outing a few nights ago. Ricky Renteria going to give one of his big stars a rest, at least to lead off this stretch on the road with no days off. So he wants him fresh as Smiley has the first pitch fouled off. The next one lifted into center field for a base hit for Garcia. So filling in in the leadoff position, he does his job. He's on first. And right away, the White Sox have a base runner. 
And things have been moved around a little bit, so Yoan Moncada is going to be batting second today, hitting 343. He leads the team in batting average. Had a really good series. Renteria saying he deserves a rest as well at some point this weekend, but he wasn't going to take both Anderson and Moncada out at the same time. So Moncada's batting second today as Garcia leads off at first base. First pitch in the zone for a strike, 0-1. Smiley's next offering a cut fastball high and inside is filed back. 0-2 the count. Smiley's a left-handed pitcher, and normally that would mean Adam Engel's going to be in the game, but Nomar Mazzara has been so hot lately, he's going to get the rare start against a lefty. And why not? The man has hit four home runs in the last week. 0-2 as Moncada fouls that one off. The next offering low. A changeup, 1-2. Moncada hitting from the right side today against the lefty Smiley. Garcia with a solid lead. These Giants have lost six in a row. As Moncada lifts this one in the left center field gap, and it's going to get extra bases. Garcia's coming around. He's getting the third as the ball's picked up. He's going to come around and head for home. There will not be a throw, and he scores from first base on the Moncada double. They rolled all the way out to the 382 mark in left center field here in Oracle Park. A well-hit ball by Yohan Mancata. Got all the way out to the track. And Abreu stands in with a run already in. And the Sox leading one to nothing with no outs in the top of the first. Mancata leads from second. The first pitch high and outside. A fastball from Smiley. 1-0. Abreu's hitting 281 with 10 home runs and 25 RBIs. A 921 OPS. Playing first today, Edwin Encarnacion, the normal DH, is on the bench as we're in National League rules for this week. Inside pitch jams him. He pops it straight up about two feet in front of the plate. It'll be caught by the catcher, Posey. And there's one out. And Aloya Menez steps up to the plate. He's batting fourth in today's game. Renteria saying a few guys were worn out after that series with Tampa Bay. And we have one less spot because we have to use the pitcher in a nine spot, so you're going to see guys in some strange places, at least in this first game. Jimenez hitting 271, stands in the leader in RBIs on this White Sox team with 28. Although Moncada is hot on his heels. The 1-0 pitch inside misses 2-0. Remember, all of these games are recapped afterwards on the world-famous SoxOn35th.com blog. Check that out. Get stats, box scores, and analysis. Outside cut fastball misses 3-0, a hitter's count. Your catcher today is James McCann, and he's hitting in the five spot, standing on deck. Sacks have already gotten a run in. Mancata standing on second base with one out, the 3-0 pitch. Ripped down the third baseline, hooking foul. Way out in front of it, Jimenez wanted that one. Instead, Smiley gets his first strike of the count. Another one also fouled off down the third baseline, and now the count is full on two long strikes. Jimenez has to choke up a little. Low misses, and he swung anyway. Oh! Jimenez swings as that ball is hitting the glove. I don't know what he was thinking. I don't know if he was off balance. A really weird swing there, and he's out. James McCann steps up hitting 317. He's clearly the backup after being the All-Star last year, but he has made the most of his role with some big hits. He takes a high inside four-seamer that catches the zone for a strike. 0-1 the count. 
I'm waiting for my first ball to splash down out and right. I want to see just one of them. And I want it to be from a White Sox batter this weekend. That's all I want. That pitch taken inside, 0-2 the count. The next offering. Swung on and missed. He went down on three pitches. So Smiley gives up a single and a run-scoring double to Moncada and then gets the next three through the heart of the order. The White Sox get one, though, to lead off the game in midway through the first. It's one to nothing White Sox. Dylan Cease is arguably the hottest pitcher on the White Sox. 3.76 earned run average, 1.35 whip, over 40 and two-thirds innings, 41 strikeouts. Now, the whip suggests to you how could he be the hottest. Over the last few games, he has been red hot. Multiple shutouts through six or seven innings. He works quickly, normally, with Grandal behind the plate, but Grandal was worn out, gassed. So his normal catcher isn't in. The last three games with Grandal, he's been almost untouchable. The game in the middle with McCann, he struggled. So an experiment here to see whether or not it's the catcher or if it's the pitcher. The pitch on the way. Fouled off down the first baseline. Count is one and one. Wilmer Flores, the righty, is up at the plate, hitting 286. And swings and misses at a changeup, tailing outside, one and two. So a pitcher's count right away for Cease. Folks are in sweatshirts out here today. Not as warm as you would think in California. Northern California, though, it's weird. I spent some time out here, and I have to say I regret never making it to this ballpark. But it's amazing what they think cold is compared to what we think cold is. The 2-2 pitch. Lifted out down the line. It'll go foul on the third base line. 2-2, two and two, the count remains. In the winter, I'll wear a fleece. They'll be in a parka. In the spring, I'm in shorts. They're in hoodies. Most of the White Sox are out there in short sleeves. This is a welcome change after some cold weather on and off throughout their last homestand. As this one's flying out to Jimenez for the first out. Six pitches, and the first batter's retired on the Giants. Steven Duggar steps in, hitting 209, the outfielder. One of those prospects that the Giants are hoping will pay off. Takes an inside pitch, he checks it up, 1-0 the count. This Giants team is running the gamut of American League Central teams, facing the Indians and the Twins in the two series leading up until this one. They were swept in both of those series. And now they get the White Sox. One and one the count as that ball gets across. And they're getting the bottom three in the rotation. Cease, Gonzalez, and Reynaldo Lopez. Although Cease and Lopez have been two of the better pitchers on the staff over the last month. One and two the count, the pitch on the way. Lifted into shallow left field. Jimenez underneath it will make the catch. There's two gone. So far, so good for Cease. It's possible McCann is trying to work in quickly in a conscious way as he seems to do better working quickly. You can see McCann moving along faster than he did the last time he caught Cease a few starts ago. Hunter Pence steps in. He's hitting 242, but he's hitting over 300 in his last 10 games. Sitting in the three spot today, batting right-handed. And he's 2-0 after that one misses high. The kick and the delivery swung on and missed on a four-seamer tailing away. So far, we see the Giants go after several pitches outside the zone like that one. So it shows good movement on what Dylan Cease is bringing today. 
Next one just misses at the letters. Three and one the count. With Mike Yastrzemski standing on deck. The pitch on the way. Chop back foul on a nice curveball. Three and two. The bottom dropped out of that one. Pence was lucky to get a piece of it. Full count. Payoff pitch with two outs and nobody on. Popped it up into center field. Robert going to take a couple steps in and make a very easy catch. Does a nice 360 spin move afterwards. He's feeling it today. Hopefully that translates to his performance at the plate. He's due up in this next inning as we head to the top of the second. Up one to nothing. The bottom of the Sox order up here. National League rules really changed this lineup. They struggled in their first two National League games in Colorado already. Losing both of them. It'll be Mazzara, Robert, and Madrigal. Before Cease. You have to manage small ball way in the bottom of this order. Mazzaro's been on a tear. He's got the average up to 216 now. Like I said, four home runs over his last seven games. The 1-1 count and the pitch from Smiley. Inside misses 2-1. Mazzara generally does not go up against left-handed pitching. It's not because he's never done it before, but the way that Adam Engel has performed early in the season turned into a platoon role. But Renteria trying to give his acquisition in the offseason a chance to finally turn things around. Giving him the start today, a cut fastball misses inside, 3-1. and one. It's also nice to have a little extra speed coming off the bench just in case you have a situation later on. The 3-1 pitch on the way. Ripped down the first baseline, just foul. He tattooed that one. Lands a few feet before the wall, but in foul territory. Next one swung on and missed. Curveball tailing away, just missed it. Third strikeout for Smiley. They put the K's up on the brick wall out right field, so they're going to attach another one for him. Here in the top of the second inning, Luis Robert looked like he was turning things around recently. And then a, a rough couple of games against Tampa Bay. He's down below 200, hitting 196, but they're sticking with the rookie. He's also first in the majors in stolen bases. He bats eighth today because Mandrigal's also playing and batting ninth. Change up, hits the corner 0-2. The next pitch on the way. Low misses. Curveball misses. 1-2 the count. One out here in the top of the second. Smiley's already on pitch 28 here that he's about to throw. Sox have a 1-0 lead stringing together two hits to score in the first inning. Curveball misses 2-2. Two and two. This White Sox team played maybe the most intense series that we've seen since when the Sox took on the Twins right at the beginning of the season. In that series, they won two out of three. They could have won any one of the games against Tampa Bay as a fastball misses inside and the count is full. But they only took one, losing in 14 in the first game in that series and having a big lead in the third game before giving it up. But you got to shake that off. They had a plane ride yesterday. Got to hit the hotel and recharge. And Robert draws the walk. He's on first. So with one out, the leader in stolen bases in the majors is going on the first base. He doesn't go that often against lefties. Because they got a better look at him. With Madrigal coming up. And the fact the pitcher is right behind him. 
They may wait to see what happens with Mads first. Inside cut fastball taken for a strike 0-1. You make it out a second and Madrigal makes it out. You got to lead off with your pitcher next inning. Inside cut fastball, 1-1 one one the count. Smiley working quickly. As Robert has a big lead at first. A four-seamer misses 2-1. and one. They seem to be ignoring him over there too. And that might come back to bite him. Now a long look at Robert. Pitches outside three and one. Madrigal in a good spot, three and one. He's hitting 176. Of his five hits, three of them have been triples. He's actually second in the American League in triples with three of them at this point, May 8th. Smiley delivers. Check swing and he walks him. So Drew Smiley's doing us some favors. The bottom of the order with a 196 hitter and a 176 hitter. He puts them both on for Dylan Cease. It'll be interesting to see here. Do the Sox go for the bunt right away or do they wait to see if Smiley can get a strike across as he's not able to find the plate right now? Cease stands in the first pitch. Just catches the zone on a curveball. 0-1 the count. Good speed on board. Robert on second, Madrigal on first. C squares the bunt. He will lay it down to third base. The only place they can go is they're going to try second, actually. They're going to get Madrigal, and Cease will be safe. That was a bang-bang play at second base. I thought the only play was going to first. Instead, they get Mads at second and try to turn two, which was impossible. Cease is now on first base and has to run. And Larry Garcia takes a ball outside 1-0. I always hate it when pitchers have to run. You don't want to wear out your starter. Garcia fouls one off down the first baseline. So we have two outs and Roberts on third. Cease is on first. Garcia's one for one with a single in the center field and a solid hit. Now rips this one in the left and it gets down for a base hit. Robert will score. Cease in the second. And the White Sox lead it two to nothing. The charging left fielder almost gets to that ball and has to stop short as it takes a weird bounce and hits off his chest. Robert scores easily. I think if Mandrigal was on second base, he would have come home too. So they were lucky they went and got the runner at second on that play. Two to nothing. Yoan Moncada's up. They're going to have a mound visit before he gets the first pitch. And now a curveball in the dirt, 1-0. He's one for one with a double and an RBI so far. He leads the team with a 348 average. He's got an OPS over 950. He's got good speed on first, but it's blocked by his pitcher Cease on second, standing out there with his jacket on. I love when you got the pitcher out there and they gotta put his jacket on. I always found it to be the silliest thing in the world. I know they're trying to keep his arm warm with the jacket, but it just, just looks silly. It's like a little eager. Low outside fastball misses 3-0. They're clearly pitching around Makata get to Abreu. Jose used to be the most feared guy in this lineup, but now it's clearly Yoan Mankata. We've seen this happen before over the last couple of weeks. An outside four-seamer misses, and they're going to walk Yoan, and the bases are loaded. So the sacks packed with socks. Smiley gives up a run with two outs and now has the bases loaded. Abreu comes up 0-1. for 1. Jose... Needs to take offense to the fact they pitched around Yoan. 
He popped out to the catcher in the first inning. Just missed one. And then a high and outside pitch on a four-seamer, 1-0. So maybe it isn't unintentional. Maybe Smiley can't find the plate. Sox batters have to be patient here. He has had a lack of control. You have an opportunity to bust this game open. The pitch. Outside four-seamer, 2-0 the count. Smiley threw that one 92 miles an hour, but way outside. 46 pitches so far with two outs here at the top of the second. Bases loaded. Sox already up two to nothing. Swung on it, sent in the right field. Underneath the jumping Mancata. Cease is going to come home and touch home plate on a base hit. Everybody else advances 90 feet. Mancata's lucky to get over the ball. He almost hit it. That ball almost hit him in the foot. He jumps over the ball as it gets in between first and second base. And Jimenez comes up, but the base is still loaded. First pitch hits the outside corner high. 0-1 to Aloy. 3-0 White Sox. Base is still loaded. Your pitcher at least gets a chance to catch his breath before he comes out in the bottom of the second as he's off the base paths now. And a low changeup misses. 1-1. Sox making Smiley throw a lot of pitches early and still have a chance to bust this open. Looking for the big hit. Swung on and ripped deep down the third baseline hooking foul. Jimenez has put several way deep here in Oracle Park along the third base line. The pitches he's seeing, he's jumping all over, but he's early. The 1-2 pitch, high misses on a cut fastball, 2-2, two two, the count is even. Smiley grabs the rosin bag, he's delaying. The lefty, I'm sure, did not envision this kind of a start for him. And he's trying to save what he can of this inning. The pitch on the way. Pops it back. Get out of play. It's going to be close near the dugout. Caught by the catcher. And the inning is over. Smiley has gotten two big White Sox hitters to pop straight up to his catcher in this game. But he's given up four hits and three runs as we head to the bottom of the second. Three to nothing. Mike Yastrzemski, the left fielder, got eaten up on a base hit out there. They got a run in in the second inning. He now stands in hitting 250 from the left side with Dylan Cease on the mound. Jackets off. He's got to go back to pitching. He successfully bunted over a run that scored and then scored himself later on in the inning. He throws a pitch outside 1-0. I always worry about a pitcher that's not used to hitting, ending up on the base paths, having to touch them all, come in and score. As a four-seamer misses 2-0, does it throw off his rhythm? And how does he find it again? Cease into the wind. Rip deep into right field. Way back. That might splash down and is gone. Yastrzemski sends out a solo shot. Fountains are going off. This is quite a production here in San Francisco. Things are exploding. Water shooting all over the place. Boats are setting off alarms. It's an aquatic paradise. They're showing fish up on the scoreboard. This is quite a scene. Yaz, well not the Yaz. Man, can you imagine if Hawk was calling this game and we had to hear about Yaz the entire time with another Yaz up there? Foundation issues not properly handled can be costly. Family Waterproofing Solutions is owned by Ken, a veteran of the United States Marines, and his wife Maria. 
making them a veteran-owned business and a female-owned business that will diagnose and repair wet or leaky basements. And while they're located on the sock side, Family Waterproofing services the entire Chicagoland area and Northwest Indiana. And now after taking time off to ensure they can do things safely and securely for you, Family Waterproofing is back in business and doing jobs. Plus part of the proceeds for every job that they do are donated to veteran and first responder organizations to support our frontline defenders. And currently, Socks in the Basement listeners have access to special pricing when they contact Family Waterproofing Solutions now, 708-330-4466, or visit them today at FamilyBasementWaterproofing.com. Ladies and gentlemen, I know we had that home run, and you heard the Family Waterproofing Solutions commercial. And I got to tell you, we had a technical difficulty up here in the booth where the equipment failed on us. And the game continued before we noticed it was going on. We're currently in the bottom of the third inning. Nothing has changed with the score. And my apologies, this is the first time that this has happened. But let me kind of catch up on what happened. The White Sox, after that home run, retired the next three batters, one, two, three. In fact, Dylan Cease looked very good. It was a, a nice, nice inning for them. Sox went down 1-2-3 in the top of the third inning. It ended with Luis Roberts sending one to the wall in center field. We're now in the bottom of the third inning. It's still 3-1 as we catch back up. And Dylan Cease has just walked the number eight hitter for the Giants. So there's one on and no outs as we resume. And the pitcher, Drew Smiley, comes up hitting 100. With his team trailing 3-1 here in the bottom of the third inning. And again, I'm sorry for that issue. I noticed it when we started running the family waterproofing commercial. It's a ground ball to Abreu. He's going to go for the lead runner and get him at second base. No throw over to get Smiley. So a fielder's choice, three to six. And there's one out in the bottom of the third. We were, we were running the family waterproofing commercial, and I noticed that something had gone wrong with the recording, some issue with the computer. And it was a glitch. I don't know what caused it in all of our simulated games, and I haven't seen it happen in my studio in maybe a year. And normally when I'm recording, I got the screen in front of me, but the setup here is a little bit different as we're broadcasting these games. So I just did not notice it. One and two now, the count on Wilmer Flores, who's 0 for 1 today. Ball in the dirt, protected by McCann. Runner does not go because he's the pitcher. Why would he go? Two and two, the count. Next one is lifted into center field. Robert's going to head back, but well before the track, he will make the catch. Pitcher's going to return the first. Smiley, he stands out on first base still. And there's two outs here in the bottom of the third inning. Steven Duggar, who caught the ball at the wall that we missed from Robert, takes an outside strike, going one the count. He made a nice play in center field. It was one of those things where... It looked like Robert had a chance. It just needed a couple more feet. 0-2 the count now from Cease with two outs here in the bottom of the third. The third inning, of course, brought to you by Family Waterproofing Solutions. Family-owned, veteran-owned, female-owned. Good folks. Sorry that uh, commercial came on so abruptly. Outside four, Seamer misses 2-2 two and two the count. But we're back. It's a beautiful night for a ball game, and we'll have the rest of the game for you, and I'll pay more attention just in case that problem pops up. Swung on and missed a four-seamer up high. Duggar sits down. C sits him down. We are through three innings 
Only one hit given up by Dillon so far as the White Sox lead it 3-1. Nick Mandrigal will lead off here in the top of the fourth inning. He walked and was taken out on a fielder's choice. Sitting 176 and he checks up on a four-seamer that gets across for a strike. 0-1 the count. In his last four games, he is hitting 286. He had a very rough start when he came up. But he's started to put it together a little bit. And hopefully that trend will continue. The 1-1 pitch. Swung on and sent up the middle. A really nice play made it short. They're going to get him by a nose. He almost beat that. One out and Dylan Cease will come up. He's 0 for 1. He sacrificed, basically, on a bunt. Went for a fielder's choice. They're going to rule it a ground out. Even though it moved runners over, we knew what he was doing. 63rd pitch from Smiley, who's been laboring all game. Outside. 1-0 the count to Cease. The next pitch gets the zone on the outside corner of four-seamer. 1-1 the count. Low curveball, 77 miles an hour, misses. 2-1 to Dillon. Swung on and sent down the first baseline, picked up by the first baseman, Belt. That's a three unassisted. So Cease makes contact, good for him. Anytime an American League pitcher puts the wood on the ball and keeps it fair, that's an accomplishment. Larry Garcia is two for two. He's having a nice game. Filling in at short for Tim Anderson. He takes a strike down the middle on a check swing, 0-1. The Twins have just gone final. At home, they beat Kansas City as Garcia gets his third hit of the game, placing it out in the right field on a base hit. And little Leary has now hit a base hit first to center in front of the oncoming center fielder, to left in front of the oncoming left fielder, and in front of the right fielder who is trying to run in and get it. Perfectly placing all three of them. He's got three hits. And Mancada check swings on a pitch outside. He's 1-0. and Yohan is one for one with a double, an RBI, and he walked. And with two outs here in the top of the fourth inning, he takes a high four-seam fastball, 2-0. He leads the team not only in average, but in doubles. He has 12 of them so far. And some of those are turning into home runs. He's had a few of them just this week. Swung on and sent down the first baseline. Just foul. Oh, that was close. Even the Giants were reacting like that ball was fair and going down in the corner in right field. But it's going to be a real foul. Two and one now the count. Low four-seam fastball misses. Three and one. Abreu's hitting 284 with 10 home runs and 24 RBIs and stands on deck. Hoping to get up in this inning. Smiley's already up to 72 pitches here on the top of the fourth inning. The pitch. Misses outside and Mancada's going to walk again. So he's got a double and two walks. The Giants, or at least Smiley, is very nervous about getting a ball somewhere in the zone against one of the hottest hitters in the majors. A man who got an MVP vote last year and, and wants more of them this year. As Abreu stands in with two on and two out. Madrigal and Cease were the first two outs of the inning. We get to the top of the order. Garcia gets a hit and Mancata walks. Logan Webb, the righty for the Giants, is warming up already as a strike is poured in on the inside corner. 0-1 the count to Abreu. The pitch on the way. Swung on and chapped off of the glove of Sandoval. Throw over to first. He almost airmails it, but Belt stretches and makes the catch. Everybody was about to be safe on that one. 
a close, close play as the wind has shifted now and is blowing in from the bay midway through the fourth. Earlier in the game, the wind was blowing from the right foul pole to the left. Well, things have changed as it's blowing in now straight in from right field. As Hunter Pence steps in, the righty's 0 for 1. Takes the changeup outside, 1 and 0 the count. This Giants team does not hit a lot of home runs. Pence is third on the list right now, and he only has four. Third place on the White Sox has 10. That's the difference. In fact, I think the White Sox, looking at my, my uh, stats right now, and I might be wrong, have six players with four or more home runs, and several with three. The 2-0 pitch, lifted out into right field. Underneath it is Mazzara, who'll make the catch, as the sun has set now here in San Francisco. Late night baseball for those in Chicago. As Mike Yastrzemski's one for one with a home run, he's got the only hit of the game so far against Cease. He put it in the bay. This one he swings on the first pitch. McCann steps back behind the plate, takes off the mask, and catches a pop-up for the second out. So whereas the first one went a long way, the next one went backwards for the out. Pablo Sandoval comes up, and I don't see the big production this time. He just kind of got into the batter's box. Maybe he wore himself out with all the twists and the turns first time he came up. Two outs here on the top of the fourth inning. He takes a strike down the middle, 0-1. Cease has been throwing a lot of change-ups early in the count. He throws a four-seamer now, pretty much where the change-up was. And Sandoval can't get the bat around, 0-2. In the dirt, he tries to get him to chase one, falling away on an off-speed pitch, 1-2 the count. Now he comes inside with the slider. It's fouled back. Count remains 1-2, and two, a pitcher's count. Cease on 52 pitches right now with two outs in the bottom of the fourth. Pitch number 53 misses a 97-mile-an-hour four-seam fastball at eye level. Count is even at two. Outside pitch swung on and chopped over to Leary Garcia. He'll send it over from short to Abreu for the third out. Six to three it goes. And the White Sox are now through four with a 3-1 lead here in San Francisco. Aloy Jimenez stands in the lead off the top of the fifth inning. He's 0 for 2 with a strikeout and a pop-out. He's hitting 267. He got into the 280s for just a moment earlier in the week. But had a rough couple of games against Tampa Bay, and he's 0 for 2 tonight. Swings on this one and sends it out in the center field. It's going to drop in for a base hit. They were playing him really deep. For example, based upon the shift, if Duggar is just playing at a normal depth, he makes that play. Instead, he's back so far against Jimenez that he's got a wide-open center of the field to just kind of plop one in, and he puts one right down the center and takes the base hit that they're giving him. You know, when the White Sox batters are taking what teams are giving them with these shifts and these alignments, they do very well. When they try to force a square peg into a round hole and say, nope, I want to hit it this way or I want to hit for power, uh, they have bad games. James McCann's 0 for 2 already. He's 1-0 in the count, though, with no outs and a runner on first. High four-seamer gets the zone 1-1. One one. The opponents that we saw yesterday, Tampa Bay, against another team that we've seen, the Rays lose at home after they return from their road trip in Chicago. 3-2 to two to the Rangers, who have been on fire ever since the White Sox took three out of four from them and put them back in last place in the AL East. We may have woken them up or at least avoided them while they were asleep. 
This one misses 3-1 the count now. Smiley has now thrown his 80th pitch. And there's still no outs here in the top of the fifth inning. With his team trailing, I doubt that he ever bats again. 3-1 count to McCann. Jimenez with a lead, the pitch. Misses outside. He walked him on a curveball. Runners on first and second for the White Sox and still no out. We get into the dicey area of the White Sox lineup, although Nomar Mazara has done well leading into this game over the past week, but he's 0 for 2 so far. Two of them sent out into the outfield. He almost had a double that just went foul earlier on in the game. And the left-handed hitter stands in with two on and no out. The pitch from the lefty Smiley. Inside four, Seamer take it for a strike. He's 0-1. Next pitch on the way. Inside four, Seamer misses. 1-1. One one. The pitch. Swung on and missed on a changeup, tailing away, but still in the zone. And 1-2. and two. Took something off of it. Mazzaro's way out in front of it. Now Mazzaro fouls back a curveball just out of the zone as he protects. 1-2, and two, the count remains. Nomart seems to do better when he takes a few pitches. He has a tendency to go early on something. Now he works the count and rips it out into center field. Duggar underneath it. Makes the play and gets it in. There's one out here in the top of the fifth. As Luis Rauer comes up. Pirates lost tonight to the Phillies at home in Pittsburgh, 8-3. Now they're going to come out and grab their pitcher. So the intention was to let him, because he's a lefty, face Mazzara. But with Robert coming up, Smiley's day is done. The Giants go to the pen first. Coming into the game, Logan Webb. This is his 15th appearance. So far, he's 2-0 over 18 and a third innings with a 4.91 earned run average, 12 strikeouts to 9 walks. Righties are hitting 306 against him and lefties hitting 257 so far this season over those 18 and a third innings. The right-handed pitcher will face the right-hander, Luis Robert. He's 0-for-1 with a walk in this game. And he also sent one out deep to the wall that almost got over. Dead center field. And a high four-seam fastball misses 1-0. And maybe that's why they've decided that Smiley's not going to face him again because Robert was all over him. And he was getting tired. He was almost to 90 pitches. Inside pitch almost hits Robert. He dives out of the way 2-0. That ball just got away from Webb. Runners on first and second for the White Sox with one out in the top of the fifth. Inside four, Seamer gets across. Two and one now the count. Jimenez on second. McCann on first. Your starter so far, Cease, has only given up one hit. It was a home run into the bay to Mike Yastrzemski. Robert swings and misses at a low outside pitch. Two and two as he reached a little bit. Comes back inside and misses on a two-seam fastball. Three and two to count is full. Nick Mandrigal stands on deck. As we said, he's been hot over his last four starts. But overall, well below the Mendoza line. Even though he's third, I'm sorry, he's second in the majors with triples, three baggers. Ground ball over the first. They're going to try to double him up. They cannot turn it back over to first in time because Robert's too fast. McCann, the lead runner, is taken out on a fielder's choice, three to six. But the shortstop cannot get this ball back over in time for the speedy Luis Robert, who beats it by a half a step. Jimenez advances a third. There's two outs and runners at first and third for the eight-hitter, Mandrigal, who's 0-for-1 with a walk in the second of his own. Good speed on second. The pitch on the way. 
Swung on and up the middle, and Mandrigal's got a base hit and an RBI. First pitch, he takes it right back up the middle, skips over the bag. A nice piece of hitting by Nick Mandrigal. And there's two on. And here's the thing, Cease has been rolling. I know he got an opportunity to get more runs, but the White Sox bullpen has been taxed over the last few days, and the guy's on a roll. You're not taking him out, he's going to bat. Pops this one back. Four-seam fastball, 0-1. He's swinging all the way. I doubt they'll steal. I doubt they'll do anything here because if he's going to make the out, at least you're at the top of the order. Swung on and missed on a slider away, 0-2 to Dylan Cease. Sox lead, 4-1. Two outs here in the top of the fifth inning. Next one swung on and missed badly. Cease knows it. He's kind of laughing going back like, well, I'm not that good. Not that good at hitting at all, but he's good at pitching. He's given up one hit going into the bottom of the fifth with his team leading 4-1. You're listening to White Sox Simulated Baseball brought to you not only by Sox in the Basement, the podcast you're listening to, and recapped by Sox on 35th, but brought to you proudly by the fine folks over at Cork and Carey at the park. And because we got screwed up with everything else that was going on here, we're midway through the fifth, which means you're listening to the DP3 Tech fifth inning. Losing basically an inning because of a technical thing kind of threw me off tonight, and I apologize. Brandon Bell comes to the plate, and coming up here at the bottom of the fifth inning, you're going to hear about DP3 Tech. I was telling somebody about this earlier today who has a business. She's a professional organizer for major companies. As Cease throws one by him on a swinging strike, and Belt is 0-1, leading off the fifth inning. And she's trying to organize all these office places with Zoom. And all I did was give her what I've been told and what I've been presented to me from DP3 Tech. The one button and you get people on the screen, one button sharing of your documents. Easy for people to work mobily using the cloud, partner with Microsoft. She's like, give me that info. Grounded on the third baseline, fair ball. Moncada was on a shift and so is Jimenez. So now into second easily is belt as the White Sox were playing him the pull. And he puts it where they ain't and gets a leadoff double. And that's why I hate to shift. I mean, is Brandon Belt such a dangerous hitter that we need to shift him? Does he put up astronomical numbers? Is Barry Bonds up there? There are times I hate the shift because that should have been a ground out. So far today, I've not seen the shift get us an out. As Buster Posey comes up, 0 for 1. He grounded out in the second inning. And the White Sox have a 4 to 1 lead. As Belt swings and misses at that one. 0-1 the count. Cleveland beat up Detroit today in Tiger Stadium. Or whatever they call it these days. 8-2 as this one's lifted out to Jimenez. Can of corn. He's underneath and he makes the catch. Belt's going nowhere. Now Jimenez overthrows the cutoff man. A little overly aggressive. Sisto is backing up Garcia. And nobody's advancing. But if you heard the crowd react there, it was a bad throw. Brandon Crawford... Hitting 277, batting from the left side, steps in and takes a changeup on the outside corner. 0-1 the count with one out here in the bottom of the fifth. The Asterix beat Seattle in Houston, 11-7. That game has just gone final. 1-1 the count, Cease delivers. Swung on and popped up to third base. Mancada underneath it will make the play easily. Two gone. So Belt gets a double, and then Cease induces a few flyouts. And in the pitcher's spot was just a reliever. And they're just going to go get a new one and bring up a pinch hitter with a runner on second. 
Donovan Solano. He's hitting 206, hitting from the right side, takes a four-seamer for a strike, 0-1. The next offering from Cease, up the middle, it's going to be a base hit. Coming in quickly is Robert, he's going to make a throw in the home plate, it is offline, and the pinch hit single will score a run on a slow grounder over the mound. Madrigal was just inches away from making that play. Robert came up throwing, was offline a little bit. Not too far offline, but if he throws it up the third base line, they may have had him. Belt scores from second base. Ball was caught on the first base side with McCann's foot on home plate. But then he had to turn around to try to put the tag on. If Robert's able to get that throw in on the other side, we would have had a bang-bang play. Wilmer Flores comes up now with a runner on first base and two outs in the bottom of the fifth. As Cease entered this inning with only one hit given up, that was the home run, the solo shot from Yastrzemski. And now he's given up two in this inning and a run. The Sox still lead, though, by two. 0-2 count now as Flores lifts this one into right center field. Going back is going to be Mandrigal. He's going to make the play. 4-2 going in to the top of the sixth. New challenges bring new technology. DP3 Tech has partnered with Microsoft to make things easier on you and your business. Imagine being able to get everybody together in a nice, easy, user experience friendly meeting room and being able to share whatever you want in the room with just one click. You can migrate from old legacy on-premises equipment right now to flexible, secure, work-from-home-friendly cloud services. Bring your group together faster, better, easier. Find out what DP3 Tech can do for you. Contact their cloud migrations team today, 312-896-2450, or email info at dp3tech.com. Sean Anderson, 22 games, 27 and a third innings. He's walked more than he struck out. 20 walks to 13 strikeouts and an ERA over four. The right-hander will face Larry Garcia's three for three with a single to left, center, and right. Trevor got the righty and Jarlin Garcia, the lefty, warming up for the Giants. Sacks at the top of their order. An outside fastball hits the corner one and one. The next offering on the way. Inside changeup misses. Two and one the count to Garcia. Leary now fouls off a slider with the end of his bat. Two and two the count. Garcia batting on the left side against the righty. All the switch hitters going to the other side of the plate now. Rip down the right field line. It's going to get into the corner. Garcia is going to round second. Throw coming in is not going to get him. He is safe with a double. Leury Garcia filling in at shortstop today for Tim Anderson has gone four for four so far. Three singles and a double. He has been the straw that stirs the drink so far for the White Sox. And Yoan Moncada will bat from the left side for the first time today. He's one for one with two walks. The hit was a double. He takes an outside four-seamer, 1-0 the count. When you're dealing with National League rules and you might have a problem at the bottom of your order, you need the top half of your order to produce. White Sox have done that so far. Garcia done a great job leading things off. Although the Giants, after Moncada's double in the first inning, scored Garcia, have been pitching around him, and he's quickly 3-0. It's not way outside, but they are not giving him anything in the zone. Remember, when he came up the second time, there was a meeting on the mound 
before as a band, ever since that, pitchers are not going anywhere near him. Outside pitch, walked him on four. The Miners will intentionally walk him. They must think he's going to dive at something, but he's not. And Mancata seems to have figured it out. He draws his third walk of the game. He's getting the treatment that Barry Bonds used to get here in this stadium. And that's when he was taking injections into his rumpus and cheating the game. Jose Abreu is one for three. Got a runner on first and second. He's got speed on. He's got no outs. First pitch ripped in the right field. Get down, it will. Garcia's going to come around third base. There is going to be a throw home. It's cut off, and he is safe at home. And the White Sox get the run back that they gave up in the bottom of the fifth inning here in the top of the sixth. They pitch around Moncada, and Abreu's pumped. He pumps his fist two, three times, and he points not only at his dugout, but he seemed to indicate something towards the Giants' dugout. Like you're pitching around him to get to me, that'll serve you. As Jimenez comes up, one for three with a single and a run scored, and there's runners on first and second. I told you Abreu was going to start getting insulted by that. And I'm glad he responded the way he did. That was a ripped shot. Jimenez lifts this one deep out in the left field, tailing back. He looks up. That ball is gone. Aloy Jimenez hits it out 371 feet at about 96 miles an hour. A three-run jack. And the White Sox open up a big lead here in San Francisco on a beautiful Friday night. They pitch around Moncada and Abreu and Jimenez do damage. Big, lofty, towering shot out in the left field. That's it for that pitcher. Bring on the next. Jarlin Garcia, the lefty, is going to come in. He's got 20 games under his belt, 18 innings, 3.50 earned run average, 13 strikeouts to 12 walks. Righty's hitting 276 against him. Lefty's hitting 162. James McCann will stand in as the White Sox lead 8-2 with no outs still in the top of the sixth inning. Sox put up four runs already in this inning and didn't record an out. Garcia led off with a double. They pitched around Moncada. Abreu singles in Garcia from second. And then Jimenez hits a three-run bomb. 0-1 to McCann who fouled off the first pitch and the next one misses high. 1-1 the count. Yesterday, in an intense game, I remember saying, and if you listen to it, I want a blowout. I need a break. I'm not counting my chickens, though, before they're hatched after the way the Tampa Bay came back on us last night. A slider catches the outside corner, one and two the count. Next one's ripped down the third base line and foul. That was a slider inside. Garcia, the Giants pitcher wearing number 97, goes into the line and throws it inside and brushes. McCann back, he almost hit him in the leg. Two and two the count. The next offering. Low and inside a slider, three and two. With Mazzara waiting on deck. McCann walks. So he's going to take his base. Still no outs here in the sixth inning as the White Sox are jumping all over the Giants. Nomar Mazzara is 0 for 3. In a rare start against left-handed pitching, if you notice, the only time there's been a righty out there there were two different right-handed pitchers that the Giants brought in. The first one came in right after Mazzara, lined out in the fifth. And the next one comes in, one batter before Mazzara comes up again. He's got to be a little annoyed by that. But he's going to have to hit a lefty here. First pitch ripped into a left field. He did a base hit by Mazzara. 
puts it on the ground, and he two hops it in between short and third. And there's still no outs here in the sixth inning. The first six hitters for the White Sox come up and either get on base or get a hit. Four runs already across, two on on first and second. Still no outs. Luis Roberts up 0 for 2 with a walk and a run scored. I didn't think Cease would bat again, honestly. He'll bat in this inning if it comes up. He's only pitched five innings. He's doing really well. This one's popped up to first base. It's going to be caught, so Robert is sat down. I don't understand how the infield hits. We've seen three different instances as Mandrigal steps up where the infield fly has been called while the White Sox are in the field this season. I've seen two exactly the same kind of circumstances with men all over the bases, and it has not been called. Up the middle, a base hit. Coming around is McCann. He's going to head for home. The throw is cut off, and Mandrigal has his second RBI single of the game. I'm telling you, this kid's getting hot. The competition between him and Danny Mendick is probably one of the more interesting things we've seen over the past week and a half because Mendick got better when Mandrigal came up. Then Mandrigal was suffering a little bit. So Mendick took the job. Renteria gives the job back to Mandrigal, says we've got to play this kid more. Mandrigal starts playing a little better. Mendick gets in, and you can't get him out of the lineup the last couple days. He finally gives Mandrigal a chance to get back in there, and here he's got two RBIs and two hits. Dylan Cease is up. He's 0-2. They're going to just pour him in on him with one out here in the sixth inning. Takes an outside pitch. They're letting him bat with a 9-2 lead. They're going to let him swing here instead of trying to bunt over anybody. They just want him to go up, take his hacks, and sit down and get ready to pitch in the bottom of the sixth inning. He's going to make contact. It's going to be a line out to second base. That was the most solid contact he's made all game. I think he actually made a face that he was disappointed that that ball didn't get through, and it was close. Here's Leury Garcia. He led off the inning. He comes up again now with two outs and two on as the White Sox have batted around and scorecards are messed up here in Oracle Park. He spent his entire season moving around as like a Swiss Army knife, but he ends up in the lineup a lot. He's getting regular at-bats. He's four for four tonight with three singles and a double. He's playing a pretty good shortstop in relief of Tim Anderson. He's 2-0. and It's Garcia. Pitches to him as he hits from the right side of the plate. He's been moving back and forth all game. It hasn't mattered to him. A high four-seamer catches the zone 2-1. and one. The next offering. Swung on and sent out into right field, tailing back towards the wall, but it's going to die and be caught before it gets to the track. Jimenez, though, hit a three-run home run. And it was part of a big inning for the White Sox. Five runs cross the plate in the top of the sixth, and we head to the bottom of the sixth, leading 9-2 in San Francisco. Dylan Cease remains on the mound, and why not? He only has 67 pitches through five innings. Steven Duggar will lead off 0-2 with a strikeout and a flyout, hitting 205. The lefty stands in against Cease. And Cease's job now is just pitch as long as he can with no pressure and allow that bullpen that has been taxed in that Tampa series and is not going to get a day off for at least another week and a half. Looking here quickly, glancing. We're talking a week from this Monday coming up is the first day off that the Sox will have in the stretch that they're in right now. One and two to count now to Duggar. 
The pitch on the way. Swung out and missed on a four-seamer. Sees feeling it pumps the fist. Trust me. He knows what his job is now. It's only his second strikeout. And I said before the game, he may be the hottest pitcher on the team. And even with Reynaldo Lopez's stats, over his last four starts, Dylan Cease has been really spot on. His last time out, he had given up one hit through five two-thirds and gave up back-to-back-to-back home runs in a game the White Sox eventually ended up winning. He still ended up with the win, if I'm not mistaken. He might not have, actually. I think there, that game was tied up. Somebody came in. It was Herrera or Marshall. Gave up a run. He didn't get the win. But he had pitched a good game. And he just had some weird thing that happened, like a glitch. 3-0 and down to Pence as he hits the outside corner on a four-seam fastball, 3-1. and In fact, he was 0-2 in the count before the first of those three-run home runs, or those three home runs back-to-back-to-back were hit in that inning. Just about to end the sixth inning. And now here, with one out of the bottom of six, he walks Hunter Pence. So hopefully there's not a psychological thing here. He was against the Orioles. They wear bright orange jerseys. Maybe he's having flashbacks because he gets into the sixth inning with a lead. You don't want him to struggle here. You want him to power through it. I don't want it to be a mental block that when he plays teams with orange jerseys in the sixth inning, he gives up runs. Mike Yastrzemski's in. He had a home run earlier. He's one for two on that solo shot. He's got a runner on first base. He's got some speed, but doesn't steal very often. Lifts this one into the gap. Robert's going to go over to the right field side of center, make the catch deep, and then really heave it in. It gets deep out there in those corners, especially when the center fielder has to go back. It's 391, but it's cavernous in the alleys. And he has to really work to make plays out there. And getting the ball in is a thing. Pablo Sandoval sitting on 150 career home runs. Just recently hit his 150th. And he lines this one over to head of Larry Garcia. It's going to be cut off by Robert. He's going to get it in quickly. Pence is going to go first to third. We got runners on first and third now on the single from Sandoval with two outs in the sixth. Dylan Cease will face Brandon Belt, who's one for two. And throws an inside slider. Don Cooper wanted to come out before that pitch. He's coming out there now to talk with him. You can see him up at the top step. He couldn't get time. So Cease threw the first pitch. Now he wants to go talk to his pitcher. And I think what he's telling him is, look, you guys back up your pitcher here. He's had a good game. Let's finish off this inning. Don't worry about that runner on third. You let him in, get the next guy. We're winning 9-2. You know? There's nobody warming up in the bullpen, Dylan. And that's, that's pretty much what he's got to be telling him because there's nobody warming up in the bullpen. The lefty belt is 1-0 in the count with two outs in the bottom of the sixth. This ball is swung on and popped up into left field. Can of corn for Jimenez. He puts it away. So the magic words of Don Cooper induce a fly out to left. The Sox have nine runs on 12 hits and lead by seven after six. Juan Moncada hitting from the right side will lead off. He's one for one with a double in the first inning. And they have pitched around him the other three times. But now, right at him, down the middle on a fastball, as Garcia's like, forget this. I'm not pitching around him. I'm Yarlin Garcia. Don't you know who I am? 0-1 the count to Moncada. The next offering. Outside, he checks it up. A ball, 1-1 the count. It's kind of a fun ballpark to look around here. 
it's really interesting whenever you get to see the shots here or the different parts of this ballpark. Here in San Francisco, as a fastball above the knees is a strike. Evan Marshall and Jace Fry are warming in the pen. That's no guarantee they're coming in. As I would think Renteria would like to go as deep as he can. Those are the two freshest guys out there right now. Swung on and chopped down the third base line. One and two to count to Moncada. No outs here in the top of the seventh. Fouls it back off of the umpire. He just takes a ball out and throws it out like he's an animatronic character or something. Next pitch ripped out into the gap in right center field. A big play by Hunter Pence diving for it. Oh, man. I was convinced that was falling in. I thought Moncada was all over that one, but we can't be that greedy. We're winning 9-2. Jose Abreu comes up 2-4 for four with one out here in the top of the 7th. Garcia delivers an outside four seamer. 1-0 the count. As I was talking about the the stadium, it's got the big giant Coke bottle out in left center field. That's kind of neat to look at. It's this one is flying out to center field. Duggar's underneath the can of corn. There's two outs. Then you got the bay out in right field, which is really cool when the sun's up. Now that it's dark, it's not as cool. I'll tell you that right now. As Aloya Menez steps in two for four with a three-run blast, he rips this one down the first base line, and the line drive is grabbed out of the air by Brandon Belt. And they're going to get up and sing the seventh inning stretch. And then after that, we go to the bottom of the seventh with the Sox leading 9-2. I also love the big giant glove. Buster Posey comes up. I'm sure he would like to institute a rule right now that if he could hit the big giant glove, it's worth seven runs. Because that's what his team is trailing by is Dylan Cease is going to start the bottom of the seventh on 82 pitches. And the first one is ripped out into left field. Jimenez takes two steps back and catches it easily. One gone here in the bottom of the seventh inning. Got good wood on that one. He just put it right at Jimenez. And Brandon Crawford's going to come up. Crawford's 0 for 1. The lefty takes an inside four-seam fastball for a ball. 1-0 the count. Boston and the Yankees played in New York. And the Yanks won 6-5. That's the final. Big weekend series there. You know that's going to get all the coverage on ESPN. It's like the rest of baseball doesn't even exist right now, right? One and one pitch inside. It's a ball, two and one. You know, it was cool when the Red Sox had never won before, right? When we were kind of rooting for them. Like, we cared about that kind of coverage. Now, just two annoying teams that we have to watch all the time because everybody that's on that network, all they do is root for those teams. That's a double out to the left center field gap. Nice hit ball off of Cease. That was ripped. The pitcher, Garcia, is going to come up. They announced him. So they're going to let him bat. I'm surprised. He's already threw two innings here. If they really wanted to climb back into this game, would they really let him come up there and pitch? Now they're going to call him back. And Evan Longoria is going to come up, batting from the right side, and pinch hit now for Garcia. That makes more sense. Runner on second with one out in the seventh. Inside, curveball misses. 1-0 the count. White Sox trying to see how far Cease can go. I think they would really like to see him get through the seventh inning. But he's pitched a heck of a game. You got two guys warm out there as an outside fastball misses 2-0. I don't think a run or even two runs scoring makes me pull Dylan Cease. As a ground ball to short is bobbled by Garcia. He's got to get up. He just misses getting him at first base. So an error by Leury Garcia who has gone an incredible 
Four for five tonight. Almost went five for five. But he makes the error short. And Longoria's on. And now the top of the order for the Giants. And Wilmer Flores, who's one for three with one out here in the bottom of the seventh inning. First and second. With the Giants trailing by seven. Cease gets pitch number 91 across for a ball at the knees. Flores is 0 for 3. I feel like so far in this inning, Dylan Cease has gotten two outs. Because that was a really nice ground ball that he induced. Perfectly placed pitch. Now that ball is swung on and missed. 1 and 1 the count. The next offering. Chop fouled on the third base line, so he's all over Flores here. It's a... It's got to be a personal pride to say, I'm not coming out early in a game we're winning by this much. Now the ball gets by. McCann's going to pick it up and scoop it. Throw down. And he's out at third base. Ball got away in aggressive base running on a wild pitch. But what happened was is as the ball got in between McCann's legs, it hit, and I don't even know how to say this, the undercarriage of the umpire and died underneath him. McCann scoops it as the umpire falls to the ground and throws him out at third. The very next batter grounds out to Moncada, and the inning's over quickly. And a seven, Sox still have a seven-run lead. Trevor Gott's going to come in, 22 games, 22 and two-thirds innings, 4.37 earned run average. James McCann's going to lead off, and while he leads off, i got to go over what just happened at the end of that inning because it happened so quickly, and the inning ended so quickly, it was impossible to describe. McCann's going to ground out to Sandoval here as he throws it over to first, one pitch, one out for him. The game's pace is really quick, quickened. All right, so we have this moment where Cease has two outs, two on. I'm sorry, one out, two on. We just had the error by Gar- Garcia. As Nomar Mazara steps in, one for four, and finally gets a right-handed pitcher. Takes a strike down the middle on a four-seam fastball, 0-1. It's a wild pitch. He, he clearly loses the handle on the ball. It bounces before it gets to the plate. It goes between McCann's legs, as now Mazzaro's 0-2. And it pops up. I don't know if McCann hit the top of the ball. Announced attendance 34,434, by the way. If McCann's glove hits the ball as he tries to trap it, but it pops up and hits the umpire in the worst possible spot. 2-2 two and two now to Mazzaro. The umpire spins around and goes to his knees. McCann spins around and the ball is right there. He one hand picks it up, and the runners thinking the ball's gotten by are going. As Mazzara swings and misses on a high four-seam fastball, he'll be sat down for the second out of the inning. And he gets the lead runner at third base on a bang-bang play. He throws him out. The very next batter comes up and immediately grounds out to Moncada and ends the inning. Now the White Sox already have two outs. In the top of the eighth. No wonder my computer overheats when moments like these are happening. As Luis Robert swings and misses at the first pitch inside, 0 1 the count. He's 0 for 3. He hasn't looked terrible up there, and he has drawn a walk. This one's high, 1 and 1. The pitch on the way. High and outside, four seam fastball, 1 and 2 the count. One-two count, two outs, top of the eighth inning. Socks up by seven. The pitch to Roberts swung on a bad one, a curveball tailing away and outside the zone. He goes down. The kid has played pretty good defense. He's deadly on the base paths. But at the plate, he has a lot to work on. Midway through the eighth. 
Evan Marshall will come in in relief. Dylan Cease's day is done here. In the bottom of the eighth inning, he comes in for his 15th appearance. He's 2-0. A 3.12 earned run average over 17 and a third innings. And he'll face the number two hitter, Steven Duggar. Flores made the last out, the very next pitch after the runner was thrown out at third base. He grounded out in a quickly ending inning. We're 0-1 quickly on a foul ball. Next pitch high for Seymour, 1-1 the count. The Angels traveled out to Baltimore and beat up on the Orioles 5-3. They're a good team. We saw, we've seen both those teams. The Angels split with us, and that was a hard-fought series. And we beat up the Orioles. They're very different teams, that's for sure. 2-1 now to Duggar from Marshall, the righty. To the lefty Duggar, an outside changeup, 3-1 the count. Hunter Pence is on deck. Nice game by Dylan Cease today. He's going to go 7 and give up 2. Only gave up 4 hits, I think, before he got into last inning. I don't remember exactly who has walked and who got on, so we'll wait for the final stat line. Who got a hit and who walked. There's a walk right there. Marshall puts on the leadoff hitter. Hunter Pence comes to the plate. Pence is 0 for 2 with a walk. And he swings and misses at a changeup. He's like a spring ready to uncoil in the batter's box. A lot of motion. Front foot is tapping. Back foot is, uh, back leg is jiggling. Bats moving around in a circle. Every part of his body is moving in a rhythm. And then when he swings, it's a quick, quick swing. And every one of those swings looks like he's trying to kill the ball. He's 0-2 on that miss. Now an outside pitch in the dirt. It's going to be a ball. McCann corrals it. 1-2 the count with a runner on first. And no outs in the bottom of the eighth inning. Low inside sinker, 2-2. Two two. Chops it back foul. Count remains even. Oakland leading Toronto 5-3 right now in Oakland. So another game going on here on the West Coast. As a changeup is swung on and missed low and inside. And Pence says something to McCann, and McCann is laughing. And Pence touches his bat like, how did I, how did I miss that? He, he thought that was a wicked pitch, and he, he wanted to make sure he told the catcher that was a nice call if you made it on that pitch. One out here in the bottom of the eighth inning. Some speed on first, but not the kind of speed that normally steals. As Duggar has really bad stats trying to get from first to second in a stolen base, but he can go first to third on a base hit here from Yastrzemski easily. Baby Yaz is one for three with a home run in his first at bat, a solo shot into the bay. Change up inside makes the count 2-0. It's interesting to see here that although I, I think it's mandated now with the netting, not every stadium we have seen has netting all the way down. Here in San Francisco, it goes all the way down to the foul pole. 2-1 the count. The next offering. Swung on and fouled back over that netting into the expensive seats. 2-2. Two and two. The changeup is fouled off. Count remains even. Giants fans are loyal fans. They're a good fan base. They're so loyal that they still tell you Barry Bonds deserved the cheat or it wasn't really cheating because everybody was, you know, taking horse steroids, allegedly, and their heads all swelled to three times the size. I don't remember that happening. I remember it happening with him. They're a loyal fan base, and most of them are still here in this game. 3-2 pitches fouled off, a curveball back. Now, 
Do I have respect for a fan base that uh, still tries to tell me that he was great? Look, he was a great player. But you got to admit he's cheating before we have a conversation. Strike on the outside corner sits him down, and Marshall has a second strike out of the inning. You can debate all day long as to whether or not he's going into the Hall of Fame. You can debate all day long about whether or not he was a Hall of Famer before he started taking steroids. But unless the man comes completely clean, unless he sits there and says, I started taking him on this date so we can judge that body of work, and until people accept that it wasn't on the up and up and it was wrong, I, I, I'm totally fine with the fact he's not in there right now. But in my opinion, put an asterisk on, I'd be fine with it. Two and one the count. Heck, we have an entire team that needs to be renamed the Asterix. The only thing I know is the White Sox never cheated. We didn't have anybody killing the ball back then. And we haven't won any World Series with, with uh, sign stealing. Maybe we should cheat more. Two and two of the count. Sent out in the right field. That's going to be a base hit. Runner's going to make it into second. The Sandoval with a base knock. So the leadoff runner got out with a free pass. Two strikeouts from Evan Marshall. Now Pablo Sandoval sends it out in the right field. There's two on with two outs here in the bottom of the eighth for Brandon Belt, who's one for three. Marshall lets this one get lifted out into left center field, but Robert gets over quickly and will make the catch. The eighth inning is over. We go to the top of the ninth. Mandrigal leads us off. Sox lead by seven. Nick Mandrigal leads off the top of the ninth inning. First pitch ripped down the third baseline. Fair ball! It's going to get into the corner, and that's his third hit of the game. He's on his way into second base like a racehorse, and he is in. That is beauty in motion with that speed. That is his second double of the year. He rips that one right over the bag, just hits before it gets to the chalk, almost hit the umpire as well standing on the line. That's how he knew that was a fair ball. Almost hit him. Mads is in with a head-first slide in the second base. And Adam Engel is going to grab a bat and come out and hit for Evan Marshall. Jimmy Cordero's warming up in the bullpen. Looks like he'll finish this thing off as we're already up by seven runs. Engel's got a runner on second with no outs in the first pitch outside four-seam fastball, 0-1 the count. The next offering, outside four-seam fastball, misses 1-1. One one. Telling you, Nick Mandrigal's coming around. The low four-seamer below the knees. And what's crazy is he's figuring it out before Luis Robert, which I couldn't believe. If you would have told me that Mendick, amongst the three guys that I consider to be rookies, Mendick would be leading the three of them, and Robert would be at the bottom in terms of what they're doing at the plate right now. I would have been shocked. Eaton's going to draw the walk. He goes down to first base, so there's a lot of speed on first and second with no outs. And Leori Garcia is four for five with three singles and a double, hitting 303 now. After this game, he gets back above 300. Stands in on the left side of the plate. The pitch on the way. Inside four-seam fastball misses 1-0 the count. This is a dangerous offense. And then you take the pressure off after a difficult series. They're likely to start really knocking you around. As this one's lifted deep out in the left field, it's going to be caught. Madrigal's going to hold up at second base. One out here in the top of the ninth inning. Juan Mancada's one for two. They've also walked him multiple times in this game. Now he's got runners on, banding from the left side of the plate. And a sinker catches the outside corner, 0-1 the count. Next offering, ripped deep down the first baseline. It will hook foul. He's 0-2 on a hard-hit ball. Now he puts it deep. It's going to go out in the left field. 
back to the track. We'll see if Mandrigal tries to tag. He thinks about it, and he stays there, and he would have been burned at third base. Nice throw in from left field from Yastrzemski. So the Sox get two on, and Abreu comes to the plate, two for five. Four-seam fastball misses. Abreu stands in, 1-0. and oh. The pitch on the way. Both runners in motion. They're going to throw down a third. They're going to get Mandrigal on the double steal. Hey, at least they're having fun out there. We're going to go to the bottom of the ninth. The Giants need seven. Jimmy Cordero will come in to pitch. White Sox doing a double switch here. Cordero will slide into Nomar Mazzaro's spot in the order so Adam Engel can remain in the game and play right field for a defensive upgrade. And Buster Posey, the seven hitter, will lead off the ninth inning for the Giants. Cordero had a rough stretch. He still isn't doing that great. He's going to be a candidate when the White Sox try to figure out which player is going down if the rumors are true that Michael Kopech is coming up after this road trip. So it makes sense to give Jimmy a chance in a low-pressure situation to come in with a seven-run lead and see what he can do. He's 2-0 quickly to Buster Posey. Next pitch, a strike in the outside corner, a four-seamer, 2-1. I would think after Carson Fulmer's last few appearances that he is probably safe since he has no options and has actually been doing very well recently. 3-1 to count, quickly to Posey. So then the question becomes, who goes down? Jimmy Cordero is probably at the top of that list, if not second. As he walks, Posey on a badly thrown slider way outside. There's a runner on first as Brandon Crawford comes up here with no outs in the bottom of the ninth inning. First pitch is lifted out in the left field. Jimenez is going to make a nice easy grab, fading towards center. And there's one gone. Now, the rumors about Kopech is that he's going to be up for the Thursday start or at least the Thursday game coming up six days from now. The White Sox, though, have been iffy on whether or not he's starting or if he's just coming up and starting in the bullpen. And it's a possibility that he could be pitching on Friday. Sox indicating that Giolito, Keuchel, and Cease are safe in their spots in the rotation right now. I think Dylan Cease has backed that up with his performance. Gio Gonzalez and Reynaldo Lopez would be the two guys then in question, the four and the five guys. Lopez has outdone Gonzalez in a lot of statistical categories. Gonzalez is a lefty. Lopez is a righty. Depends on what the long-term plan is here for this team. Is this two and one right now to Rob Brantley, the pitch hitter, and he puts one down the line over the third base bag. It's just going to go for a single as Jimenez gets over quickly. The lefty gets it over third base on an oppo hit. Nice pinch hit from him. And with one out, the Giants have two on, trailing by seven. Wilmer Flores is 0 for 4 with a ground out last time up. It's hitting 278. My guess is that Gio Gonzalez could be headed to the pen. But I don't think the White Sox want to make a decision. The other thing could be that Michael Kopech is not been doing well down in AAA. He's not blowing the doors off of anything, and he's coming back from an injury. 
The Sox might want to bring him up and put him in the pen to get him reacclimated with his pitching coach. Over to Short, Garcia to second. Rack him up, a double play, and the game is over. It goes 6-4-3 at the end. On a ground ball to Garcia, Cordero finishes off this game that was put together with big hits and a really good pitching performance once again from Dylan Cease. I think Yasmani Grandal did a lot to get this kid his confidence and his pacing. But he showed today he was able to do it with a different catcher. And that shows that something stuck. It was a lot of fun to watch him go on pitch today. There's a few guys out here that have some work to do, that's for sure. Luis Robert needs to work on his plate approach. Nick Mandrigal, though, brought a really good approach, and I think the Mendick Mandrigal back and forth as to who's really the second baseman on this team is kind of fun to watch early on. A couple of guys could be up for player of the game. The suggestion that I'm getting is Aloy Jimenez, two for five with a three-run home run, but no. There's absolutely no way you could overlook Leary Garcia, who goes four for four in his first four at-bats. He finishes four for six. He's got a double in RBI and two runs scored. And Yohan Mankata was one for three, but remember, he walked twice because they were afraid of him. He had a double with an RBI and a run. Nick Mandrigal went three for four with a double and two RBIs. And then you forget about Abreu with the big hits whenever they would walk Mankata. A total team effort out there. Dylan Cease goes seven full innings. Strikes out two and walks two. Gives up only five hits. Two earned runs. He gets the win. Drew Smiley takes the loss over four and a third. The White Sox have a really nice bounce back game after a difficult series at home against Tampa Bay. And tomorrow, you will see one of those guys that we're trying to evaluate right now when it comes to the Michael Kopech question, if there even is a question at this point. It's all up in the air, but Gio Gonzalez will get the start against the 10-win San Francisco Giants. Remember, the recaps on SoxOn35th.com with box scores and stats and analysis. This thing was all brought to you by Cork and Carry at the Park. Check them out on Grubhub or at CorkandCarryAtThePark.com. My name's Chris, and for me and my buddy Dave, who I look forward to having in my basement sooner rather than later. we got to come up with our own reopening plan over here. <laughs> I can't wait forever for this guy. All right? We're, we're, for him, this is me saying thank you very much for listening to yet another White Sox simulated game as part of a full simulated season every day since opening day from Sox in the Basement. For fans, by fans, and found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SoxInTheBasement.com. Bye-bye, everybody. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the basement. Socks in the basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always on socksinthebasement.com.